Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 5th of August. And what chance have you got in this market? On Friday, the banks absolutely fell over on the back of the Victorian lockdowns and the idea that they had every excuse not to pay dividends. And then yesterday, they were all up 2 or 3% on some sort of miraculous resurrection. For what reason, I don't know. And today, they're all down 2% again. It really is a, diff a difficult market. Wall Street was up 164 overnight. Our futures were down 14. We opened up okay, and then we ended up plunging to 73 points down, probably on the back of the news that Victoria have a record number of cases, 725. And on the news that Queensland has finally shut its borders to the whole of New South Wales and the ACT, with obvious implications for the Australian economy. And we had the RBA yesterday telling us pretty much what they told us a month ago. A lot of cut and paste in their statement, but they did downgrade their GDP forecast for 2021. And it's clear that the cost of the virus to the government is going to be significantly higher than we thought only a couple of weeks ago. Talk of budget deficits of $235 billion instead of $184.5 billion this year. And there was even speculation that the RBA were going to cut interest rates to 0.1% yesterday. So to see the cut and paste statement was a bit anticlimactic. But then again, they have got the RBA statement on monetary policy on Friday. So maybe they're saving themselves up for that. For the moment, it seems they're more interested in quantitative easing, buying three-year bonds. A process described as yield curve control. And you can read a little bit about that in Shane Oliver's article. I provided a link to that in the strategy piece today. He's written up the RBA's moves from yesterday. And he finishes with the paragraph, All of this begs the question, why are shares holding up so well? Well, why indeed? Well, Shane tells us why. It's because the uncertain economic outlook is being offset by more positive signs of containment, ongoing positive signs about coronavirus treatments and an eventual vaccine globally, and because of policy stimulus supporting the economy and ultra-easy ultra monetary policy making shares look relatively cheap. Well, you can buy the market if you want, but as you'll see in the strategy summary today, the chart of the ASX 200, the trend is very much sideways and short-term down. And, and let's talk about that for a moment. We are coming round, interestingly, I think, to a less concerned market view. And that's based on the realization that whilst we are sitting in one of the most COVID concerned places on earth, Victoria, the rest of the world is getting on with business as usual. And we're coming to the view that whilst the world will continue to live with the virus, it will live with the virus, which will change habits, play into the hands of some businesses, hurt other businesses. But we're going to assume for the moment that the world develops a new normal. That certainly seems to be the case overseas in the US, in Europe. And if that's the case, then the precipitous risk to the market is being minimized. The only thing that will really cause a significant drop in the market from here, apart from the herd just losing its head, which it does occasionally, but the biggest risk would be a new global, country by country, it will probably have to happen rather than global, but a country by country new initiative from government, from federal rather than state government, to get on top of the virus for good rather than live with it. If the world decides to try and stamp out the virus, and you'll notice that the sticking point 
of the coronavirus relief deal in the US between the Democrats and the Republicans is the Democrats saying they want a robust response on health issues. And clearly the Democrats are making the lack of gravity with which the Trump administration have addressed the virus one of the election issues. Joe Biden has said that he wants or will introduce a medical response that is missing at the moment. And that would create a significant equity market risk if it happened in the UK as well. If international governments change tack and start to take the virus seriously, then the market could reassess all its forecasts, all its economic forecasts and dump again. But that is looking less likely day by day. A new normal is looking more likely day by day. And we have to be careful not to get too caught up with what's happening in Australia because the equity market is going to, in many cases, follow the US market around. And that might just develop into this new normal. Having said that, the new normal isn't terribly exciting. The market is going sideways. And even if we do become less concerned, we can't get excited. The bond market in particular, there's a chart in the strategy piece of the 10-year bond yield in the US. It is hitting all-time lows again. It continues to deteriorate. It is telling us that the economic outlook is dire and that economic, any sort of economic optimism at this point is a fantasy. There is nothing V-shaped about the message that the bond market is passing about the economy. So for the moment, we're going to take the view that the market's going sideways to down. On that basis, we're not compelled to buy the market. In other words, we're not going to get fully invested. And I don't suggest you stay fully invested because the market just could go into a malaise for a period of time here. It's certainly in the Australian market, certainly not getting better on an economic front anytime soon. And if that's the case, we've all got to come up with strategies to make money whilst the market does that. So we have started talking about what strategies can we adopt to make our investors money in a sideways to down market. Well, the first thing is we are going to trade stocks individually. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We haven't started doing it yet, but we have got various stocks on our radar that we're looking for some sort of change in trend and change in sentiment. Hasn't happened yet, but we are very prepared to buy individual stocks at the moment. So uh, on their own merits, and one of the places that the ideas are going to come from is this results season, which is going to identify the winners, the survivors, and the losers from this new normal. And there are bound to be some opportunities in individual stocks. The other decision is that we are going to skirmish, not battle. The battle is where you march all your troops onto the battlefield, which is an analogy for getting fully invested. You're running a portfolio, fully invested, playing the market trend. We don't see the need to do that. So we are going to skirmish, which is play individual themes and play them fairly hard. And themes would be drivers that drive a number of stocks, drivers that can change. For instance, the energy sector and the oil price or sentiment towards COVID-19 and vaccines. There are a lot of COVID-19 sensitive stocks stocks. If we suddenly started talking about a vaccine, they'd all live together. And you could pick any commodity, be it iron ore, although that's already inflated. Nickel. A lot of the nickel stocks have fallen over recently. The nickel price is rallying away. Coal. Aussie dollar exposure. If the Aussie dollar starts to come off the top, it's going to favor our big international stocks over the domestic stocks. And interest rates. If interest rates did bottom, 
uh, said the bond market at the moment is showing, showing you interest rates continuing to fall. And there's talk about 0.1% official interest rates in Australia. But the day interest rates bottom, you'll find the financials bottom. Banks in particular will bottom. They'll have another one of those 20% rallies in two weeks if bonds bottomed or interest rates bottomed. And the reason they will is because of a new economic optimism that might coincide with a vaccine or case numbers peaking. And noticeably in the US, case numbers have peaked recently. Recently, I have expressed some doubts about whether we can believe the data, but noticeably now on the charts, the death numbers are following the case numbers down as well. There's been some plateauing in the US. That could bring on an economic optimism, lift interest rates, favour our international stocks. You can see some of these themes could change fairly easily. And our game is going to be to carry significant cash as a whole, until the market trends up, that is, and play stocks and themes and look to make money like that. For instance, if we were to put 20% of our funds into energy at the right time and they had another 20% rally, when sentiment changes, they're going to move really quickly. And they had a 20% rally on 20% of funds under management, that's a 4% return, having only put 20% of the fund at risk. And in larger stocks, there isn't that much of a risk. So you can see the game is to find the themes or the individual stocks and play in these narrow corridors rather than march all the troops on the battlefield. So that's what we're looking to do. We've got some ideas already. And within this, as I've written in the strategy piece, you can have a look. One of the things we're going to do is is look for value rather than play a game of FOMO, chasing themes that are already pumped up. Themes like gold, iron ore, technology, buy now, pay later. Trying to squeeze returns out of these sectors is like passing a hot potato at the moment. There's much more value in oversold stocks and there are a lot of them around at the moment without having to go and buy afterpay. And if you look in the strategy piece today, you'll see... A table. I've taken just the top 100 and looked at one one measure. You can look at all sorts of things. You can look at discount to intrinsic value. But one that tends to work, I know broker target prices are rubbery, not to be believed. But what tends to happen is stocks that get sold down a lot end up at a big discount to what brokers think they are worth, which means that when sentiment changes on these, the brokers are quick to jump on and start telling you to buy them. And if you look at the stocks, I've just done the top 100 stocks by biggest discount to broker average broker target price and a whole load of stocks pop up pop up the top and you can see these are the stocks that are out of favor at the moment brokers think are worth anywhere from 10 to 30 percent more than they're currently priced at and this is where the opportunity is rather than chasing buy now pay later so at the top of this list the biggest discounts to broker target price at the moment are stocks well in the top six there is Wally, oil search origin and woodside clearly a great theme if the oil price well the oil price actually behaving itself. But if these stocks turn, we've got Woodside's results coming up. Probably best to let those come out before we do anything there next Thursday. But you can see this group of stocks is offering value. And if the results season gets rid of a lot of the risk, there's some opportunity there. Also in that list are a lot of COVID-19 affected stocks. Not that we'd be buying them, but they identify themselves. Qantas, Sydney Airport, Crown Resorts, Aristocrat, all of these could change trend on a sentiment change. There are a lot of REITs in there as well. And there are some quality stocks like Telstra and CSL. Harvey Norman's interesting. Have they done well out of the virus or badly? They've got results coming up. We'll wait for results and see. But you can see the game is to chase individual stocks and themes which encapsulate a number of stocks 
marks and the value is in catching a turn in those rather than chasing the bubbles that are already inflated. All the banks are in this list as well and if interest rates turned they'd all lift but we really don't see them as a growth sector but they might have a moment for a few weeks if the economic outlook improved in Australia. Maybe when case numbers top out in Australia the banks will all lift together again. But you can see the game now for us is this assumption of a sideways market, the assumption we don't need all our troops on the battlefield and we look forward to the prospect of chasing individual stocks and stock themes as a way to make money in an otherwise rather uninspiring market. Now finally in the strategy piece today I have polished up an article I wrote recently on how to survive the results season that's going to be published in the first links newsletter on Friday and you can link to that in the strategy piece today but I've also written up there how we're ready to go over the results season as results clear a lot of the individual company risk away de-risk stocks for the next three to six months. It's going to be a very interesting three weeks. It will reveal a lot, clarify earnings, clarify the winners, losers and survivors from COVID-19. It's going to reduce the risk a lot and provide certainty where there is mystery and there are bound to be some opportunities drop out of that. So that's about that for today. As I leave you, the market down 62, Dow futures down five, not telling us much. You have a good day and I'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 